0: Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, coming at you today with another fresh new episode here on Wednesday morning uh no matter when you're listening to it i hope it's going to be relevant to you and bring you some good knowledge and some good advice so today we're coming with you uh, we're coming at you with another guest episode Uh, we had a solo episode last week and we had a great episode with alec but today we're going to come on here with an epa with a guest that mostly most likely all of you know and uh, it's none other than paul jameson with the green industry podcast paul how are you doing today man Good. How are you, Jeremiah? I am good. I'm just coming in the door from cutting that grass and making that cash. I mean, I ran through the shower and said, all right, let's hit this Zoom call. So he got in the yeah, going. I better nothing.
2: Than, better than Josh Sutton. He, he's out there cutting that grass, making no cash. I was just on Instagram stories before we hopped on. and He's like, I got about
1: six acres in my backyard. And I DM'd him. I was like, cut that grass? Make no cash. (laughs) Make no cash. That's right. He really, he he has my dream property. I was talking to him uh, at Together in the Trades about it, and he was, uh, he was showing me some videos and stuff. He's got a massive property out there, but it's, it's perfect for the kids to ride four wheelers and have a good time on it. It's that's, that's my dream. So I don't know. Fullerton's a lot closer to it than we are, but we'll get there one day.
2: Yeah. It's really cool, man. I was at Mitchell Gordy's. He got a plot of land, three, four acres and, and Fullerton's got his three acres, so. I think it's something we all, we all want a bunch of acreage and a pool barn. So
1: yeah, yep. the, the
2: wife's, the ladies want like a nice house with interior decorating and everything. We're like, give was a plot, plot of grass to mow and a pool barn. I'll tell you what though, Mitchell, Mitchell Gordy's uh, shot was legitimately like beyond anything you see. I guess you see it on his Instagram stories, but to be there in person, it's like, this is like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> incredible.
1: I've seen his workbench and his workbench alone looks like something out of a movie. I mean, it's like set up per- to perfection. It looks like a
2: magazine. And I yeah. was asking
1: him, I was like, is it like this all the time? I mean, he's a, he's a serious
2: fella, And so he's like, yeah, absolutely. I it's just like, every wrench is nail and screw is a, and like a perfect spot. You know troopers I mean?
1: are troopers are a different breed. And I heard you talk about that earlier on. He's, he's not just a policeman. He's a trooper and, and they're, they're a different yeah, breed. I have a friend that's fun. married to one and they are serious business all the time.
2: Yeah. Jason Creole put his foot in his mouth at the hype house. He was, he called him uh officer, like a police officer, officer Gordy. Uh-huh. And, and then uh, he's like, it's all the same thing. Police officer, <laughs> state trooper. Mitch Mitchell's like, just smiling like, oh, I thought
1: he's got a body slam. <laughs> <laughs> you don't play around with that kind of stuff. Well, I'm trying to get Mitchell on here. I don't know. Maybe you can put in a good word for me. But yeah, you put
2: in a good word for me. I reached out to him the other day and asked him if he'd be on my show because he's going to have a uh, meetup on Tuesday night at GIE. Yeah. I'm, probably, I'm planning on hopefully going to it. And so I have a commitment before that. And then hopefully... Get out of there at a decent time and head on over there. So I wanted him to talk about that on my show, but he hasn't he hasn't gotten back to me yet. So oh,
1: he's a busy man running two businesses. Well, running his lawn care business, building a house, and still being a trooper. So I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> For but sure. Well, Paul, I mean, I'm really excited that you're on here today, man. Uh, and and guys, bear with me here if you hear any spikes in the audio. I'm trying out some new equipment, so I'm going to try to keep the keep you to, keep it from blowing your ears out. But uh, I'm working working the best I can here with what I got. But Paul, I wanted to talk to you about your book, man. Uh, obviously, it it's just came out. It's hot off the press. Uh, he's showing it to me here on the screen. So tell everybody that hasn't heard, if there is anybody out there that hasn't heard, uh, you've done a good job of marketing it. But tell everybody what, what it is about and uh, how to get it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So long story short, in 2011, I started a lawn care business and I didn't have the YouTube uh videos or podcasts or anything like that. And I had a nine hundred and twenty-eight dollar mortgage at the time and I was fresh out of high uh, college and I really didn't ever make that much money in my life at this point. Uh Jeremiah I, I worked as a golf caddy and I worked in a dining hall and I got fired at Best Burger. So I'm I'm making like 12 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour. So were or you so.
1: broke, busted, and disgusted at this
2: point? Yeah. Yet, or were you still getting there? <laughs> Uh, that back then I was broke, busted and disgusted. Now I uh, am blessed with uh, uh, a little bit of prosperity and it's, it's growing, but I was broke, busted and disgusted. And I'm you know, making 12, 15 bucks an hour and thinking that's a lot of money. Like at the time I'm like 12 bucks an hour, come on. I, I remember uh, I was working at an accounting firm at $10 an hour and that was a fancy like glass skyscraper building. I thought it was cool because I'd wear nice clothes. It was a, anyway, My point was, I didn't know much about business, uh, Jeremiah. And so I had this employee mindset, like 15 bucks an hour, you know? So I start cutting grass and I'm like, I can get it done in an hour. I'll charge 25 bucks. I'm making 25 bucks an hour, you know, (laughs) not knowing that my overhead's 30 30 bucks an hour and I'm losing five bucks every time I'm in business. So uh, I, I just had a really, really, really. Rough few years in business, and uh, to be to be honest, it, it was I worked hard. I mean, I cut a lot of grass and uh, did a lot of uh, pine straw and, and sod and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I didn't make any money. It was just uh, Robin Peter Pay Paul, rat in the wheel. And so, because of that, there's a uh, little bit of compassion in my heart and a, a sensitivity to new guys because. I didn't know anything really uh, when it comes to uh, quarterly taxes and uh, how to price jobs and your overhead cost recovery and all these things that are common sense to me now. I realize they might not be common sense to guys that are just getting started. And so there's a there's some folks that are really arrogant and they just like got their nose up in the air and like they just act all cool or whatever. And when I started to figure things out, my business started changing and it actually really changed. I started going really well, you know, a few years into it. Like Caleb Wallman says a three to five year mark. And, and I hit stride, you know, right around then. And actually that's when I met Caleb side, little story. I became friends with Caleb and Naylor and, and a few of these guys before I ever did podcasting or social media or anything. I was just in the YouTube comments, like always asking questions and
1: stuff like that. And so they started talking back to me and I became friends with them. So that is to actually- answer your question. Now, let me hit, I actually have a question on that. And I don't know that I've ever heard this. You might not want to tell you might, or you might, how did you actually meet Caleb? Like, Caleb, cause I know you've always say Caleb is a, you met him before you did podcast. How did y'all yeah. actually meet? Because like so what I, you're saying wasn't, YouTube wasn't really people, huge.
2: Yeah. Most people now recognize me as Paul from the green industry podcast, but the green industry podcast didn't even start till 2018. And I made content back in 2017, 16, 15, but it was all sports video. So there's actually an Alabama video where I'm in my friend's basement when you were playing Georgia. And uh, I
1: video. no, 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 don't friend. say you, don't say you. I, uh-uh. I'm not Alabama. Oh, you're, you're, Auburn. don't you say that, yeah. don't wrote me or, in there with or, that group or Eagle. Yeah, well, anyway, we made Continue. this video
2: and all these Alabama people watched it and went viral. And, um, so anyway. I knew, I knew how to make content, yeah. but my content had nothing to do with lawn care and landscaping. My content was about sports. And um, so anyway, back in 2013, 14, I started watching YouTube and uh, Naylor popped out on the right-hand side of YouTube where it says, you may also like, mm-hmm. and uh, I was watching Greg Chisholm, Geek the Freak. I was watching um, Stanley Dirt Monk and Genetic, Keith Kalthus, B&B Lawn Care, popped up this little kid you know he didn't even go through he's just starting puberty like as a kid like when i started watching yeah. b&b Punk here and uh, he's like down in the basement he's all shy and i was like oh i, I gave him like a sympathy subscriber like this this kid's trying i'll follow him you know i was like i just wanted to help him out a little bit he had like 70 subscribers or whatever i don't know i watched him you know when he hit a thousand subscribers like man this guy's blowing up and uh so anyway Naylor was my favorite to watch though. Cause he was the lawn care rookie. And even though I was a few years ahead of Naylor, I felt like I was a rookie cause I was still, he was talking about all these things and I'm like, it's exactly what I want to know. And he's like, just, it was beautiful. Those early videos that he was putting out. So I would comment. My name was Paul Jameson on YouTube. And I'd be like, Hey, great video, Rook. Like, and I'd ask him a question and he'd write back and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, you know, lawn care rookie wrote back. I thought that was so he cool. Replied. Yeah. And so, um, Long story short, Naylor is really pioneering in in, in the, um, he always has these fresh ideas and he always sees how to connect people and everything. And so he started, uh, kind of chatting with groups of people. And, uh, this was back on Snapchat of all things, like when that was like blowing up. And, uh, so anyway, we just started, uh, cut, uh, talking basically on a daily basis and Naylor invited me to be a part of this group or whatnot with a few other guys, and Caleb was in that group, and, and we just started talking on the reg. And I had no, I wasn't, I had no social media following. Like my Instagram had less than a thousand followers, and it was just pictures of, of lawn care work that I had done. But I wasn't doing anything influential, and so um, that was 2015, I believe. Whenever Snapchat came out, whatever year Snapchat came out, we were all like uh, geeking out on Gary V and marketing, and so w- we all started talking business. And, um, I was just friends with these guys and I was always, every day I was like, Hey, I'm about to quote a job for this. Like, do you think, uh, $8,000 is a good price to do four pallets of sod and 200 bales of pine straw and, and 22 flats of flour? Like, I'm just asking them questions. They're like, yeah, that's a little low or, you know, that's high. And, um, I'm asking them pure business questions day in and day out. And, uh, Caleb just always would take time to answer my questions. And, and I was like, man, this guy runs, you know, at the time he's doing 600,000 in revenue. And I was like, this guy does, now he does a million, but back then like this guy does 600,000 revenue and he's just on Snapchat sending me direct messages all day long. So that's why I always respected Caleb because he really poured into me when I was clueless in business. So um, long story short, then in 2018, I'm driving through Illinois and I was in the cornfields. I knew the field of dreams movie. And that's when the Lord actually gave me a vision. It's the only time it's ever happened in my life. Now, when I sleep at night, I watch movies. Like I'll have dreams. You know, what I mean, I'll see stuff yeah. all the time while I'm sleeping. But never during the day. I'll get impressions during the day. Like sometimes I'll I'll get little nudges or hints at something that might happen or something I should avoid. Or I'll get those little impressions. But I never like watch the movie play out. So, anyways, this is August 2018. I wasn't a, I wasn't an influencer or anything like that. I was just a lawn bro. And I'm driving through Illinois, and the Lord gave me a vision of people. They were in pickup trucks. They were in shops. They were in different geographical regions, and they were listening to me. I could see through the radio or through the earbud or whatever. They were listening to me talk business. And after I had that uh, vision, then the Lord spoke to me. I, I like woke up from the vision or however it happens. Maybe the Lord just gives it to you in a split second because a, a thousand years is like a day to the Lord. I don't know how it worked, but I'm telling you, I watched a movie while I was driving down the highway, and I forgot I was driving down the highway. And then when it ended, and I saw all these guys listening to me, the Lord spoke to me and said, "If you build it, they will listen." And I told Naylor about it, and he's like, "Well, you should start a podcast. Like, you, you need to get hit up hit up the top of the head with a two by four. Like, how much clearer can it be? Yeah. <laughs> build the podcast, and they'll listen. Like, literally straight from heaven." And so I started the podcast then in 2018, and then it exploded. Now it's um, every day. Like I was just checking yesterday. I, 2,500 downloads per day. It, and you know every day is over 2000 people listening to it, which is crazy. And then you know we're hitting over this month, we're going to hit over 50,000 um, downloads each month, uh, which is just beyond anything I could have ever imagined. So it's pretty cool. Um, but to answer your question about the book, I wrote two books now, but the first one, I wanted to share this story because I was like so many guys on Instagram, it's like, oh, look at that truck. Look at that trailer. Look at that shop for example, with Mitchell, like everyone's got all this nice stuff and I'm all about nice stuff and showing off success, but I wanted to share my failures. So guys don't have to repeat the mistakes I made. So I wrote my first book called uh, cut that grass, make that cash. And it was the storyline of my story starting off in a 1997 Honda Accord. I wasn't even chucking the truck. I didn't have a truck. I was in the, in the Honda. And um, so I share that story and then what I learned along the way, but in hindsight, after writing that book, I was like, man, I was kind of, I focused so much on failures throughout that book. I want to write a book about successes, you know, and I've done over 500 podcast episodes. So I was like, I know a lot of successful businesses. So I'm going to share the commonalities, the traits, the the, the uh, trends that I noticed across multiple businesses that we mentioned Josh Sutton earlier in the program, but I look up to him. He, He takes his wife on dates on the weekend. He's there for his kids on the, uh, on the weekdays. And he does very quality work. And so I want to be like guys like that. I'm single. I'm, you know, looking to get married here sooner and later, but um, that's what the second book's about. It's called best business practices for landscapers. So it's my observation of what the best practice is. And there's, there's several chapters that each chapter has like a, its own concept or summary of a point. And then I end that chapter with asking a question so you can make it action make an action step in your business. So that's what this new book's about. It's um, wisdom from leaders in the green industry. And I share that whole storyline. So someone's listening like, well, who's this guy to tell me? Well, not that I know it all, but I've made a lot of mistakes and I've learned, I've I've, my ears have heard a lot of smart people tell me a lot of smart things. So I, I tried to make a good um, compilation of a collection of all of that. Uh, So hopefully a lot of people that will read these books or the audio books have been selling like hotcakes, listening to the audio book. You can um, really kind of use our ceiling as your floor and, and uh, start off on a, on a better foundation than um, a lot of us that made a lot of uh, poor decisions early on in business.
1: That's a hundred percent true, man. And and I can attest to Paul's books. I got the first one and it was great. Uh, I was waiting on the second one, the audio book to come out. I'll be probably purchasing that one tonight actually. Uh, now okay. Just, yeah.
2: The audio book's
1: out. Yeah. Now that just came out. So I can't wait to play that on the mower and listen to it. And like you're saying, listen to these other guys and anybody that's out there that where you're like, um, yeah, they don't, uh, Paul doesn't have any background, no history. Then you got 500 episodes and you got 500 plus guests of people to say, like, look at these guys, look how successful they are. And, um, it, it's one of those things that you learn from the people that, that, you hang around with the most so that all those interviews that's what you always heard is you hang with who you, you're around and uh it, it's one of those i don't know it just really hits home to me how how cool it is that you took all those interviews and said hey let's compile this into one book and where one where anybody out there can get this and say look at what what has taken two years for you to for you to hear and learn and uh put in your brain somebody can hear in what 30 minutes an hour of an audiobook i mean how long is the audiobook three hours and
2: 47
1: seconds. Three, okay three hours so that's you're still your one day of mowing I mean you can listen to that and put it all in your brain and that's so much knowledge and um, so much so many great people that you have learned from that, that I can learn from and, and everybody else out there so if you haven't if you haven't picked up the book yet definitely go pick it up as you said it's available on Amazon uh, everywhere pretty much right on Amazon and audiobook yeah
2: when you go to Amazon it will let you pick do you want the paperback format the ebook format or the audiobook format. So just go to Amazon, Best Business Practices for Landscapers by Paul Jamison, and then you can select which format you like. Uh, Brian and Liz Fullerton narrate a chapter, and then I narrate the other chapters. So it's a, it's a really cool uh, storyline uh, throughout the uh, whole book. It will be a, a time to do like an inventory on your business and a self-reflection because I got convicted writing the book. And so hopefully as you read it, you'll be like, "Ooh, I could improve that component of my business, I could definitely get a little bit better there. And so um, as I do this interview uh, podcast style, I really uh, try to bring on guests who are further along in business than me, or um, not even in the service-based business, but I interview folks from like Echo, Toro, Kohler. I mentioned all three of those companies in the book because when I went to, I've been to all of their headquarters and I'm actually going back to Toro um, this weekend. I'm really looking forward to that. But when I'm there, I'm like, this culture, there's hundreds of people that work at these places, but I'm like, this culture is so good. And I'm like, how did they attract these thoroughbred, this ch- this uh, Auburn culture, right? This <laughs> championship culture. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, because you hear this uh, narrative, Jeremiah, where people are just complaining, you can't find good help. And just, they're going down singing singing that tune of, that all that negativity. Yet you go to Kohler and you see guys like my friend Ryan Priggy and these other guys. And these guys are go-getters. They're 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 showing up, they're they're giving an A plus effort. They're they're thankful to work at this company. And they they have a championship culture. And so I'm just scratching my head, I'm taking notes, and I'm like, I saw it at Kohler, I saw it at Echo, I saw it at Toro. Like the people that work there, like they're proud. That they work there. They, they believe that the product they're creating, whether it's an engine at Kohler or it's a PB9010 at Echo or a, a new mower or Dingo or whatever at Toro, they know they got a great product and they're proud to be a part of that great product. And so obviously the audience I have is services. So whether it's hardscapers or landscapers or, or lawn bros, it's a service, not a product, but how can we create a service that's so excellent that other guys want to be a part of that? That, that's the point I try to make in the book. And um, that stretches me even as a podcast. You know, I have Mr. Producer on my team. I have a a, a graphic person on my team out in Las Vegas. And I, I got about four or five people on my podcast team. It's a bigger operation. And I think a lot of people realize the, the amount of man hours we put into the daily green industry podcast it's, it's a lot. But um, I want to create a culture, even at the green industry podcast, where it's like, man, people people would love to be a part of that. Like, uh, you know, I have a stack of resumes one day, like, man, I want to get in on that. How do you create that? So I don't have the answer, but Tor, uh, Kohler does. They've been yeah. around since 1800s. Yeah. Their engines have been around since 1920. So that's the point of my book. I, I recognize a company like that, that does, ton, you know, several billions of dollars in revenue a year and got people that lined up wishing to work there one day. Um, how do they create those cultures, and how can we create a culture like that? So th- those are the, the the high level type questions I try to tackle with the book. And Jeremiah, I'm a man. If if you told my English teacher I had been a two time best selling author, they would have they would have spit out their coffee and laughed their face off. Um, I, I was just an average student. You know, yeah. it w- wasn't like I was like nouns and um, pronoun, and we sang the adjectives and all that stuff. Adjectives, conjunction, junction what's your function i, I forget this call <laughs> did you guys sing that now yeah time?
1: yeah i've heard of it yep
2: so anyway that stuff i was i was i was worried about you know who my cleveland browns were playing that weekend or whatever was so i say all that to say it's like it's raw and it's real it's not it's like it's not some polished uh you know english professor writing or whatever it's just it's one of us. Up. You're
1: one of us out there that, yeah, that just. Yeah. So, so I, I want to
2: have realistic expectations. Yeah. So, you know, I, and, and I I do it with excellence, Mr. Producer Pro it. and um, you know, we we made sure every every I was dotted and T was crossed. Hey, if you're on
1: Amazon, it it demands excellence. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I just I just want <laughs> to set the the standard. I, it's just weird now. Like people are like, "Oh, he's a two time best selling author." I'm like, "Oh." Don't you know, go to I me for say, any big like, words. If I'd go to like a seventh grade English class and they give me the same test as the middle schoolers, I'd probably be like, yeah. to eighty percent. So I just said I tried my best to share what I've learned. So there, take it, take it for what you want.
1: Well, there's the breakdown of the book, guys. If you haven't, if you haven't got it, go get it. Uh, it will definitely help you out in your business. Buy a couple copies, give them to some friends, and and support Paul and all of his efforts there at the Green Industry Podcast. But one thing I do want to hit on Paul really quick that you brought up there in conversation was the company culture, and this is something that I've talked about before, and I, I referenced, I referenced it in my inner in a previous interview with you i think but i was i one of my podcast episodes i had with jamie uh jamie from supreme scapes up in ohio and Mm -hmm. jamie has built a successful uh he he does everything they do some maintenance they do hardscapes they do all that stuff service business um really great interview really great guy to meet and but he started from the ground up and he's built a a crew of i think eight or ten guys or something like that but the company culture that he has created, and and I really encourage anybody that hasn't heard this podcast to go back and listen to it. It was early on, I don't know, maybe episode 8 or 10 or something like that. Go listen to it and check it out, because what you're saying, and it's something I listened to actually today, this morning on The Mower, I listened to Cora Ballard and the Green Grind podcast. They said, uh, everybody's complaining, there's no work, there's no help, That. That's not true. It's like the help is there. The people are out there. it's it's what are you gonna do to get those people and what kind of culture are you going to create uh, to make those people want to come work for you? It, you if you need people to come be a part of the green industry podcast team, what are you gonna do as the owner, the CEO, whatever your title is? to make them come in and, and build that culture and be a good employee and be a good fit for your team. So it's, it starts from the top. It starts with me as a business owner and starting out. And it's something that I'm learning uh, as a sole, I mean, a sole owner, an owner operator. I've got two guys. I just brought on one more guy in the field with me. So uh, as I try to grow and, and bring random people in that, that I don't know, you want to create that culture for people to work in, but it's like, you're saying, how do you do it? So, go check out the book, go listen to fill your ears with, with the knowledge that you need. Go listen to uh, to your book, listen to other books, listen to other podcasts, because guys, uh, the company culture is something that I've learned. And it's in the last 12 to 18 months that I'm learning that if I don't implement it at the beginning, I'm going to be on a downward spiral from the very beginning. You got to start it early because if not, then every guy you bring in after that's going to be like well that's not really his expectation that that's not really how we're going to do it he doesn't demand excellence it's like we're, amazon demands excellence i have friends that uh, sell wine glasses and they're on in the process of getting on amazon and and their process to go through that and you know personally paul it's a top notch platform of of where yeah. you, i mean you get stuff in 2 days they you can return with no problem at all no hassle the The culture that they have created, that Jeff Bezos, everybody hates him. Jeff Bezos that he has created, and yeah, he's not probably not in it every day anymore. But it started with him. I mean, it, it started with him. He started, and and now he's worked it up to a multi billion dollar company. But if he didn't start it and set the bar high from the beginning and demand the excellence, what do you what do you think that company would be today?
2: Right. Even getting my audiobook on there, I had to submit a file, and there's, it gives you this report back and it's like, there's three errors with your, your file. I had to email Mr. Producer. We, we adjusted the errors, but it's like, they want perfection Yep. and they won't even let you sell a product on their store. If it's not, if it doesn't meet all their crazy requirements and, uh, you know, big thank you to Mr. Producer. Cause somehow, some way he got it. You know, obviously you guys can listen to it on there. He, he did what he had to do to, to reach all the decibel sound levels and all of that. Uh, and I think Jeremiah, like, what I've learned from observing these companies and just the notes I take away is as the business owner, you know, if you go in the morning, let's say you work, you weren't the owner, you are, you just were trying to make money to uh, pay, pay for your lifestyle and uh, tuck away some money for the future. Would you want to go kiss your wife in the morning and go to work at growing green landscape? You gotta, you gotta put yourself in that position. Would I, if I, if I wasn't the owner, Cause we care about it. It's our baby. But if we weren't, would I go work there?
1: Yep. Would, what-
2: would I go, uh, you know, wake up and go mow grass all day. It's a very tough sell to motivate somebody to, to go out and work in the trades. It's very, uh, demanding work, you know, versus a, a air conditioning job or, or something Some work at home, sit in your boxers and you know, type that or whatever guy behind a zoom camera
1: with a suit on top and party on the bottom.
2: So, yeah, whatever these guys are doing, working at home. But um anyway, that's the culture we got to create where it's like, Absolutely. man, I want to go work there. I was listening to my boy, uh Dave Ramsey. The other day he said he has 25,000 applications came in this year and he's only hiring 300 people. But how, how about that? How about that ratio? 25,000 people want to work there because their culture is different. They're, they're, they're helping people and, um, it's just really cool. There's a guy in, um, what Lex- uh, Columbia, South Carolina, his name's Alex Kirby. And, uh, I was really impressed. He had about 20 or so guys working for him. actually, I think it was 20. I don't want to get an email from him, 27. Okay. So somewhere around there, 25, yeah, 27, yeah. there's eight, eight crews. Some were two man, three man crews. And, um, you know, these guys could, you could tell they appreciated their job. It wasn't like they were just I mean, some of them were probably there to get a paycheck, but some of them were like, they, they enjoyed working there. And so um, I know that's just the culture on,
1: that you got to create. No, it, you got to create it. Yeah. You got to create it. And it's, it's one of those, one of the best quotes I've ever heard and, and take this and let it sink in. If you're out there listening, if you, if you demand perfection, you might reach excellence. Like, like nobody's ever going to be perfect, but if, but if you strive for perfection from the beginning you might reach you might reach excellence. Like excellence is pretty good. I mean that's that's really good. Nobody will ever be perfect. Jesus is the only perfect walk, perfect person to walk the face of the earth. But if we strive for that, it's just like in the Christian faith. And, and I know Paul, you can relate to this as a fellow uh, believer. We're called to to strive to be like Christ, to be the the most uh, the best that we can. that's just the best representation of Him. So we might reach excellence if we strive for perfection and. and we might get there. That that's, but he, you gotta you gotta aim high.
2: Yeah, and he he was batting eleven to twelve. You know, he had eleven guys yep. faithful faithful to the end. And then uh, Judas said, "I think it said it. He, it would have been better if he was never even born. He 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 uh, threw him under the bus for thirty coins or whatever." Yeah. And so um, Caleb Allman says that we'll probably only ever get eighty percent productivity out of our team compared to what we give. Uh, just cause we have so much invested in the company, but how do we even get them to that 80% mark? And, and we got We got to set the example by, by doing everything that we do with excellence. And then, and then people will take notice and they'll be like, Oh man, Jeremiah, he really cares about growing green, you know, landscape like, and it, it puts a little bit of fear of God in you or, you know, Paul, man, he's, he's really meticulous with the green industry podcast. Like, you know, uh, Whoever is a part of our team, like I really yeah. want to make, make this excellent. I and so you set the you know, standard we, high. Yeah, we we set the standard. They're they're watching us. If if they yep. see us skip a corner, literally, you know, you're weed eating. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, skip a corner, forget about it, because then now they saw, oh, I can skip corners. That's and, right. Uh, that's that's so did. funny
1: you say that because I I bring in on new guys here recently, and they're you know everybody knows how they're mowing. There's certain yards where you don't you don't If there's a wood line you don't literally weed eat everything there on that wood line but if you so if you see that in new employee going for the wood line i had to tell myself this the other day cuz i almost went up to him and was like yeah you don't have to do that but then i thought to myself if i tell him that from the beginning his his thought is going to be well, I don't have to do that. So he's going to look at another yard and say, oh, we don't have to do that. That's not that. And yep. so always let them go the extra mile. And then once they figure out what the culture is and what your expectation is, then you can go back and say, Hey, it's okay if you don't do that one yard. But if you, if you stop, if, if they're picking up a stick and you're like, I don't need that stick moved. Don't tell them that because if you do that, then they're never going to pick up any stick and you're going to be right. the one getting off the mower and hitting big sticks, and all that stuff. So, it just goes back to the company, the culture that you create, and it's a tangent that we can go on forever and ever about. But it's just it's something that means a lot to to me. And as I started out growing my business, what we need to do to make a better one, uh, and it's something that you know you've done successfully.
2: Yeah, and it makes me mad when I hear all of the chatter where, where guys, it's just like common to start uh, complaining of how difficult the labor shortage is and and things of that nature, and then basically pat each other on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bad. Oh, poor us. And then you got other companies out there that are, that are singing a different tune. They're attracting the thoroughbreds. They're attracting the high octane employee and they're crushing it. And so you can miss me with all that garbage. I'm trying to build a championship culture and there's other businesses out there trying to build a championship culture. And so that's what I tried to uh, capture in the book, Jeremiah. Well, best, the best business practices. What are the, what are the guys in companies doing that is the best? How can we emulate that?
1: Absolutely. Well, that's, that's a fun I mean, that's a fun uh, conversation that we've had guys tonight. We won't stand here too much longer, but Paul, I do want to ask you here. Uh, what is, what is the grow? What is the green industry podcast? What are the up and coming things here as we head into the fall? Uh, you got any big announcements you can kind of hit on or tease about like what, what's the next step? What events have we got coming up? Where are you going to be? Where can people find you connect with you down the road here heading into the fall? Yeah. Well, the,
2: the biggest event is the GIE plus expo. And yep. so on the opening day, it's a Wednesday. Well, like I said, I'm going to get in the day before Tuesday, go to Mitchell's event, hopefully. Um, then uh, Wednesday, I'm going to open the show at three o'clock PM with BNB lawn care and how, how that came full circle. You, yeah. know? you and the and, little kid
1: uh, up there on the stage.
2: Yeah. Now he's got more kids than me. He's got two kids and and, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm trying to get, yeah. get all that together, but, um, I think Sean and TQ are going to be opening the show with us as well. at Spencer Lawn care. So that's cool. at three o'clock, right? When the show opens, come by and meet us at Toro. We'll, we'll be there and um, try to make a splash for the Toro, uh, company. They got a bunch of really cool stuff, really cool stuff coming out. Um, that that will be, you know, bringing the GIE so you can check out all of that. Uh, that's Wednesday at three and then on uh, Thursday night at the GIE, We're going to be doing, this is off campus. We're going to be doing a dinner. Uh, We got some sponsors. I say we, Naylor got sponsors. He did all the hard work. I'm just promoting it, but um, there'll be free dinner. It's really good food, same caters as we've had in previous years. Uh, So about the first 500 people that come, you'll get a a good hot meal there. And um, all the influencers that I know of are going to be there. And uh, we'll be hanging out from six to nine near louisville kentucky you can get the address on facebook at road the gie plus expo and then uh if i get a drum roll uh friday at um 8 a.m it's bright and early but it's going to be worth it we're going to interview cory ballard um jason creole um sean and tq and then alan hayne and i say we it's going to be caleb wallman naylor and myself we're going to be interviewing those guys it's free admission it's going to be in a big old ballroom and uh, we're going to be podcasting live from there and you guys can come sit in the audience and um help us facilitate questions ask those guys it's gonna be a lot of fun that's friday october 22nd 2021 promo code paul saves you 50 off of your registration but you missed the early bird yeah well you still, it's too you late. still gotta get, it's basically phase two because yeah get my it now mistake, i i didn't get the use the promo codes or sign up online And so the week of the show, my first year going in 2017, I go online and it was closed. You have to get your ticket in person and pay full price. So I show up, everyone's walking in. I have to stand in this long line, pay full price. So you don't want to be the rookie, uh, you know, get uh, your GIE registration taken care of now and promo code Paul will save you 50%. The next month I'll be up in LAL Entrepreneur Academy live Saturday, November thirteenth. I'll be bringing the podcast gear. Are you going to bring your podcast gear?
1: Yes, I'm planning on it. I'm still. I've got a few details to work out, but I think I'm going to be able to make it.
2: Okay, well, that'd be really cool because Naylor's bringing his podcast gear. It'll be like the Super Bowl. We'll have a, a podcast row like they have a radio row. There you go. Wow. That's Saturday, November thirteenth, Novi, Michigan. Bring your coat, and then in January I'll be back on the road, back on tour, uh, going down to Florida interviewing the the Al Blades. Awesome. Uh, copper Creek cuts, hopefully Alan Hayne, all the guys down in Florida, I'm going to try to hit them all up. And uh, so it's, it's a busy time here. I, uh, you know, like I said, I, you mentioned Jesus and he's a servant. And so I look at, okay, there's 50,000 people listening to me every month or 50,000 downloads and growing. It's just by the time, you know, it just keeps growing Yeah, it's going up. How can I serve that audience? And so I want to bring on the best, freshest content I can to not my opinion, but I want to bring on folks that are way further ahead in business than me and let them share their their tips and strategies and just try to create a show that's Green Industry Podcast that each time you listen to an episode, you're better for it. And so it's a heavy task, but we're, we're really trying to help as many folks as, as we can improve their business and and make more money and have better relationships in their life. So I'm, I'm fired up, Jeremiah. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it.
1: I can tell you Paul's one of those talks with his hands. He back there dancing around talking with his hands. He gets, he gets into things. And so it's one of those, it's one of those things that I like to see because I know that you care about what you're doing and it's not, you're not just doing it for money. You're, you're out there, your, your heart is in it. And like you're saying, you're trying to serve your audience and create that excellence. Like you're saying, whatever's coming through that mic is going to be excellence. And when you
2: serve, whether you're cutting someone's grass, you're putting in a stone patio paver, you're doing a podcast or whatever, when you really capture that servant mentality and, and really ask, how can I serve this customer after you vetted them? So you don't have someone that's going to take advantage of you, yeah. you've got a good quality customer. If you serve enough people over time, the money, it's like you almost don't even have to worry about it. It's like the money almost chases you. Yeah. But what, what's, what's the tough part is to actually be a servant and to to truly serve someone with excellence. And if you can, if you can find that rare stride, the money will follow. It's just, that's, it matters, it matters. that's
1: so true. It's, it's one of those things in my, in my business, I've personally seen this year and we'll kind of end things with this right here, but, and I don't want to, to my own horn or to talk about how good I am. I'm just talking to you uh, about something that we've done this year and how the Lord has actually blessed us. So, uh, earlier on in the year, back in our spring rush, we were taking on clients, and uh, two of our recurring clients, one of them had some health issues and she was a widow, and then one of them, uh, uh, she was not a widow last year, but her husband passed uh, dear from COVID back in the in the fall, in the fall uh, spring in February, so going into spring, and they both texted me, and, and they were not expecting me to do their yard for free, get them a discount or anything like that. And and they were just what they wanted to know uh, what they could do to kind of get on the get on the schedule and if we were going to be able to do it anymore. Uh, and I was like, you know what, it, it is it is revenue that I'm going to be missing, but we're going to take care of this for you. Uh, we're going to do this because, like you're saying, we're out here to serve. We're out here to serve the be the hands and feet. That's of Jesus. biblical
2: to take care of the widows and the orphans. Exactly. That's, that's true religion right there.
1: Exactly. So. so we're so I told them I said we're going to take care of it. It's, it's it's on us. Don't worry about it. And they were both floored. They were very. Very happy. And, and it was one of those, I wasn't doing it for their recognition of like, oh, look at me. I'm doing this yard for free. That's not what I wanted in it. But because of that, I can tell you 100%, I believe this is, and I, and there was halfway through the year, I was like, why is this happening? And then I thought back to the time of, I'm, I said, I'm going to cut these yards for free. I'm going to just take care of these people. My phone has not stopped. I've been the busiest I've ever been in my landscaping business this year, and I fully believe it goes back to that because the little step of like you're saying, the money will chase you. You do the right thing, you serve the people, and I had the door open for me to start this podcast and to take another journey and another road. And it's one of those things that I just it, it, the little things lead to this type of stuff.
2: Yeah, and even I know you got to go. You you got you got a uh, basketball. You got got to get the whistle. Get out. That's there right. Got to got to get uh, on the yeah. But I'll just say, even when you go to raise your price 10% next spring or or whatever, you're going to raise it 5%. Some of you, some of you are going to do a 10%. If you've served your customer all year and and made them happy and they come home from work and they're like, wow, you know, it's just the edge is, po- is perfect. There's no sticks in the yards. The stripes are on point. Every, the bushes are all tidy Yeah, and they come home from work and they're just like, man, I think things are looking good. And the neighbor's like, you know, man, Pookie your yards looking nice or what, you know, whatever they they feel good. And even when you give them the, you got to say, Hey, you know, we're raising our rates because of everything going on or whatever. They're not going to be like, Oh no, we're not doing that. They're going to be like, Oh yeah, Jeremiah, you got to keep, keep up with the good work. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. But you gotta, you gotta serve them well. And then it's just like it, the, the, Benefits are are never ending. So That's I know right. you got you got to go. I'll raise up the next Charles Barkley. No,
1: no, we're Didn't trying. He all Oliver. He did play it over. The big mound of rebound. That was his nickname because you know he was massive. They they ran him. So his story. I watched a thirty for thirty on and They would they would put up two trash cans on either end of the court, and he was so fat when he started playing. He would eat a he would eat a whole <laughs> yeah. pizza himself. A whole pizza every, every day he would get in his dorm room. And the coach was like, that's going to stop. So they would put up trash cans on each end of the floor and make him run until he f- threw up in each trash can. He would just run what? and run and run and run and, and really? until he started throwing up on each end. And that's – hey, it's a different breed. We, it's a different breed back then. Albert. Kids aren't raised the, the same way they were. But – uh it's it, it that's right auburn winning culture i mean we, our football team has been struggling the last couple of years but we got a new coach in here this year hopefully we're going to f- turn things around i think we've outscored our opponents uh 120 something to 10 the last two weeks so but that was akron a- a- and alabama state so not not akron. to akron akron a- yeah i guess akron, I, akron I, you would ohio. know that cuz he's ohio yeah i'm from akron
2: well that's I'm from can't right. can akron it's it's uh
1: yeah Akron. So were you an Akron fan when you were in Ohio?
2: Akron Zips, baby. Uh, I, mean, I know
1: nothing about them. So that's it's one of those. Akron Zips. Uh, hey, hey, they got paid a lot of money to come lose. So I think if I was them, I would do it too because that keeps their football program alive. But that's that's it, enough sports talk. Paul was talking about he had a video earlier and he was a sports broadcaster. We can't get into all that. He wasn't a sport broadcaster, but he did some some sports oh, videos. I, I, did,
2: I, I, would, I would call the whole game. Uh, I, really? I'd watch the Browns and I, you know, I'd be, yeah, third and three Mayfield under center, Jarvis Landry wide left, Odell <laughs> out right, Kareem Hunt. Fox Jack, needs to know, sign you Super then. Maybe you would be and, calling the uh, Super Bowl this year. Uh, Mr. Producer would watch me though. <laughs> He'd watch the whole broadcast, man. and then uh, I like to do baseball too.
1: The line the pitch, Just ja! <laughs> a bit outside, two one count. Oh, here we go. Paul Paul's got many options to do. If the Great Industry <laughs> Podcast ever fails, just know he can call sports and
2: look at a drop. <laughs>
1: He, he even was trying. He was even God. telling me he could play a little ball back in the day. I don't know. I need to ask Mr. Producer the day, if that's true.
2: I, I, I can still play basketball.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We might have to what do you meet mean up. You don't know. I don't know. We have to come. We might I'll get you one on one. Let's go. We'll we'll video this. This will be we'll a video YouTube. this.
2: We'll, we'll put some money on this. All right. Man. Let's
1: go. The, uh, uh, let's see. G I E. We're gonna find an outdoor Not
2: GIE, court. G I E. my schedules. But I got like every second. Okay, well, whenever ready.
1: you, whenever you come back Launch to Alabama Proof. on a tour or in Launch okay, Proof, okay, we'll I'll, find I'll somewhere. Drive over, I'll drive over there. Man. We'll meet up. We'll we you will put one Let's go. We'll I will oh, hold yeah. me to it. Let's go. I, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know. I, hey, I was I was defeated when I was in high school. We we ran state man. We run multiple state championships. Oh, oh I hope man. y'all are enjoying this. this is,
2: oh man, y'all!
1: If you're listening uh, right I'll,
2: now, I'll, I'll bet you how much we'll play it. We'll play to 12 we'll, by, win, uh, win by two. Win by two,
1: two. Ones and twos to twelve. A, you got
2: you got a key to a court down there? or What?
1: Uh, yeah, I have access to it, gym. All
2: right, got a phone I'll, call coming we'll, in. But, we'll, all right, uh, I'll let you. No, go. I canceled it. We'll, we'll put a hundred
1: on it. We'll put a hundred on it.
2: I ain't driving to Alabama for a hundred bucks. What
1: do you want to put on it then? Up the stakes.
2: A hundred ain't even covered my gas. Up the stakes. I, I could come out there right here, right now. I could come out there and interview you and Creel. I get a few uh few episodes in and, and we'll we'll play for some money. We
1: could get we could get Jason to to uh commentate it for us. How you think that would go?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um I wonder if he plays basketball.
1: I don't know. He's a big fisherman. He's
2: kind of scrappy. Oh yeah, he's a fisherman.
1: Yeah, he's right, well, we'll, closest we'll, to the pen. We'll, we'll, fishing, we'll, work, so.
2: we'll work out. We'll work out the details. We'll but figure I ain't something out there for hundred bucks, Jeremy. All right. Well,
1: maybe. Long, man, look, I don't have these. I don't have these podcast <laughs> millions like you have. So I'm still just sitting here trying <laughs> to survive. Called, it's
2: called profitability. If, if I drive out there and, and spend a hundred bucks on gas, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and I, and I win. It's a break even.
1: Yeah, if yeah. I, if but I you're I not going to win, really. Yeah, right? really. I mean, you're not gonna win, so you might as well just be planning on losing money.
2: Oh. I see what you say. Cut my cost at at a hundred. We'll we'll think about it, but uh
1: we'll figure we'll something get, out. We'll get this on film. We will. We will we will video this and maybe it'll be like your brother's shot, the next half court shot that went viral. Maybe maybe Mr. Beast will cover us one day or something. Yeah. It'll be cool like that. Uh, I can
2: hit you with I can hit you with the fadeaway. <laughs> I, can you across. I, I wish you y'all could see this needles, man you got you got some fall to do. i got my i got my bath yeah like he's
1: it. ready to go right now i don't know though i have a disadvantage because i almost cut my fingers off this year and i'm not fully recovered yet so i'm gonna need a couple months but
2: uh, all right you you let me know when you're ready I, I could come out there and get some content
1: all right we'll figure but, something um, out but guys i appreciate yeah, y'all in the listening meantime, to this. on amazon
2: best business practices for landscapers <laughs> pick up a copy man
1: that's right and, uh, close us out here paul
2: yeah. No, I appreciate you guys listening. And for real, I, I think you'll uh, have value added to your business uh, with the new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers. And you can listen to it. The audio book. You have no idea, Jeremiah, how long it takes to make an audio book.
1: I can't so, imagine. I cannot imagine. Uh,
2: yeah, it actually is quite the task. So I hope you guys will listen to audio book and, and enjoy that. So I'll let you go coach the basketball team, man. And uh, I got to get uh, scooting along here and uh, get some things ready for tomorrow, man.
1: I hear you. Well, I appreciate your time, Paul, coming on tonight. Everybody go check out his book if you haven't already. And uh, it's out there We're on uh, Amazon, the Audible. You can check those out. But I uh, appreciate y'all tuning in today, listening to the show. Uh, let me do talk about Signal Green really quick as we wrap things up. It's coming up. We're five days away, four days away, it's Saturday, September the 18th. And uh, it's going to be a great afternoon. We're at 3 to 7 Holiday Inn Express in Goodlettsville, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. And it's going to be an awesome time. We have some speakers lined up, a lot of giveaways. And uh, the big giveaway is going to be awesome uh, it's going to help you really in leaf season this year. If if y'all are in, your, in or around the Nashville area within two to three hours uh, in the south down here, y'all t- make the trip, come over for the afternoon, hang out. Food will be provided, and it's just going to be a great time of networking. Uh, going to hopefully do some podcasts and just meet a lot of new friends and build some relationships here. But Signal Green, September the 18th. And uh, from 3-7 to in Goodlettsville, Tennessee Reach out to me uh, if you have any questions uh, On the details on all that But I can't, I'm not going to be able to close this out serious, Paul's back here doing his pump fakes And getting everything, he's getting warmed up for our match Months down the road But uh, I I appreciate y'all listening guys Hope I didn't blow your ears out too many times with this new mic I'm just trying to get everything figured out And bring y'all quality content on a regular basis But thank you for tuning in And we will catch y'all here on the next episode
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.